Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, March 1, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, actually, there's a lot of stuff on the docket. Today was a good learning experience from a market perspective. We're going to get into some intraday charts and we're going to explain just why. There's a lot going on on the charts. A lot has happened. It's setting up for a lot more to happen. The question is, is the more on the upside or the more on the downside? So let's talk about both for a moment, and then we'll drill down into the charts, and the charts will tell the tale. So here's the situation. So basically, the market puts in a reversal low last week, has a two-day monster rally, and then has a two-day eating time off the clock in pullback formation. Item number one is, from a reversal perspective, after the fact, that's garden variety, normal kind of stuff. This isn't exactly the look of a failure. Forget the fact that the market's down a lot. Forget the fact that there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just saying, from the last several days, From the reversal low to the recent top yesterday, this is not necessarily the makings of a failure. At present, it's more of a pullback scenario. One of the reasons I say that is because the market had every opportunity to fail. It had every opportunity to go lower. When we get into some other charts, I'm going to show you what exactly happened, and then you're going to scratch your head and say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe there's something more to this stuff. There's a big-time wall of worry out there. You got the Russia-Ukraine thing. You got the State of the Union speech tonight. Who knows what Biden's going to say? And further that, forget about what he says. Is the market going to interpret something he says one way or the other? That's another brick in the wall of worry. What's the Fed going to do? Are they going to raise interest rates? Are they going to get scared away? Are they painted in a quarter? And I meant to say corner. Maybe that was a Freudian slip and said quarter for quarter point rate hike. Here's the way I'm looking at it. I think if they don't raise rates, they have no balls. 50 basis points is probably too much for the market to take at this point in time. 25 seems like at least they're standing their ground and it's like a cursory raise. All right, let's get back to the daily chart. So what do we really have going on here? First, we can always have a failure on this chart. So when you look at this and you say, well, maybe it's just a pullback. Maybe they're going to have another rally higher into the moving averages. That's possible. That's one of the scenarios. It's one of the possible schematics. But the other schematic is, and always on the table right now, is the ultimate failure They get below the Irene. This is the new Irene number. They get below Irene and all bets are off. We're talking weekly close, not necessarily on the day. Could be a fake out operation on a day. And I'm not saying they're even going to get down there anytime soon. But this is the umpire calling balls and strikes. What if they were down there? Well, here's what we have to watch out for. A weekly close below this low. This is Irene. Irene is the gateway to a minimum target. This isn't really the target. It's a minimum target of the 100-period moving average, 390. It's a round number. 
it's good for a free video. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff until that takes place. And again, the other side of that is we're in a pullback situation. This reversal holds. It's a good reversal, a lot of volume, institutional participation. So after a pullback, this is the digestion phase. Let's just say it does this for another couple days, something in that neighborhood. What have you had? How about a bull flag pattern setting up for a move into the moving averages, 445, maybe higher. That really gets activated above yesterday's high. 240 chart. Might want to fire up some sticky notes. So here's what we're looking at. We're looking at the most recent breakup candle low, 427.86. Low in this candle, 428.28. Low in this candle, 427.11. They spiked the low, ran the test, bounced back up in the other direction. If you just look at this 240 chart, have they just eaten time off the clock, ran a test of the most recent breakup candle low, and held the low? And the answer is yes. As long as they hold the low, that's a bullish development on this chart. Trading below the low, closing a 240 candle below the low, opens the door for other stuff. But at present, that's what we have. 120 chart, same routine, same situation. 427.86 is the low. They tested it pretty much three candles today, busted the low, reversed back up in the other direction. Again, same scenario. Have they just eaten time off the clock inside of this breakup candle low, tested it, bounced back up, or have begun to bounce back up in the other direction? And the answer is, at present, that is what's going on. Open Wednesday below that low, and something else is developing, and inside the number members will have a beat on exactly what that is, including the numbers at their disposal. I want to mention something else. We've seen wide swings in both directions. It's expected. I say it all the time. But here's the point. Because of the span of points, the expansion and volatility, we were up here, we were down here, we've got tremendous candles, we have intraday ranges of well over 150 S&P handles. So when you see a range like this where the high of day is 437 and the low of day is 427, another 100 S&P handle day, it's not that out of the norm, we have a reset of normal kind of stuff while volatility is in expansion mode. The numbers are wider. The moves are wider. But, and here's the ultimate point, the market is still doing the same thing that it does over and over and over again. Can you find what it's doing on any particular chart is the question. We just looked at two The 240 and the 120 charts as an example. The daily chart, we're eating time off the clock. Also, inside of the breakup candle low, same low, 427.86. They ran a test, bounced off of it. As long as they stay above that low on daily closes, 240 closes, 120 closes, all that stuff, then that is a bullish development no matter what the media says. I'll give you another one. Here's an hourly chart, but that's not the point. Here's the point. When you run a garden variety retracement, those of you that have taken the course understand what I'm talking about. Those of you that understand retracements understand what I'm talking about. They ran a garden variety retracement 
from the low on the reversal day to yesterday's high down today is a garden variety retracement. Now, maybe they run another garden variety retracement a little bit lower. It's not that much lower. May change the picture based on the low of the 122.40 in daily chart. See where they close. It's an intraday type of thing. But again, just to display the point, they're doing the normal stuff. What does this fall back on? The 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, the market's going to do the normal thing. Our lives revolve around the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, we do the normal stuff. The same thing every day. We have a routine. We like the same food. We visit the same places. We like the same people. We play the same sports. We watch the same sports. We have the same hobbies. Nothing really ever changes but just a small minority of the time for one reason or another. The market is no different. The market is a fractal of something a lot larger. Our lives are a fractal of something a lot larger. The lot larger thing has the same 80-20 rule. Therefore, every fractal underneath has the same 80-20 rule. What about inside the numbers? Was there money made today inside the numbers? And the answer is, you betcha. We'll point out a couple of important things, a couple of important spots. I'll let you run through the notes, and then you can decide the rest for yourself. In true turnaround Tuesday fashion, they were up overnight, and by zero dark 30 have turned around and down. The numbers shape up as such. The bulls would like the SPY to open the day above 433.60. That would enable them to have a chance at keeping Monday's momentum going in the northbound lane. Getting above yesterday's close of 436.63 is the first step to SPY 440. And I threw this in there. The ES Futures paid a visit to 43.99 just to prove the point. You look at big fat round numbers. The ES was running a test of 4,400. They come up one point short. There's no accidents or coincidences. I'm talking about 440. So if they get on a run, it becomes magnetic and draws price in. But let's focus on the numbers. It's important to know your numbers. So on the north side, around the opening bell in the bullish camp, we have 433.60, Five minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. Top line, 436.63. Second line, 433.60. You can see what happened. Look at this low here and the bounce off that low right around 10.15. We'll just say that number was important. The gap left open from yesterday, 436.63. That was important. That was what we call overhead resistance. If they started closing candles one after the other above that gap, that's the bullish thing that really sends the smoke signals out for 440. On the other side, opening below that important number, 433.50, opens the door for a test down around 431.85. You'll remember that number. Anybody think that number was important today. That number was important yesterday. That number's important, period, until it's not. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. First, we'll run through the commentary, point out a couple of important things, let you read the notes, circle back to the charts. You know the routine. 
as they got closer to the opening bell, they ran the rescue operation, so we had to put some narrowed down numbers up on the board. 433.50, 433.60 is a key spot. On a shakeout operation, running a test would be expected. Now pay attention to that. Write that on a sticky note. That's at 9.05, long before the opening bell. So let's scroll up, see what else we have. It's kind of a quiet open, not much going on. Market's rising a little bit, 934, 437 to 437.35 is overhead resistance and magnetic. The candle ending 940, so this is after the note was posted, the high you'll notice is 437.17, right in that zone. Some targets posted if they kept going, which they didn't, they turned around. So even though it wasn't close to current price, the only support price I'm interested in, this is at 945, is 433.65 to 433.40 zone for a bounce. Now, think about that. That was 15 minutes into the day. This business takes patience. They came into the number at 10.15. The low was 433.41. The proposed zone was 433.65 to 433.40. How you doing? And the bounce, just to make sure we have an understanding of what's going on here, the high was 435.65. Yes, that's 20 S&P handles. Traders got whatever they wanted. Let's continue on as the notes go and as the day goes. Like I said, they were quiet. In order for something to get going, they need to begin trading away from the flat line. That ultimately happened, but you have to wait. You have to have patience. Now they're moving. 433.50, give or take, is a target, magnetic, and support for a bounce if reached sooner than later. You can't be any more clear than that. That's a trade. 10.04, still 433.50, give or take, is magnetic and should provide a bounce back in the other direction. And then what happened? By 10.12, finally, the whole thing was done, underway, booking profit already, you get the picture. Traders in the live room participated, traders from inside the numbers participated, there was a lot of participation. Now you know where overhead resistance is, yada, yada, yada. And it's official, nice trade. The rest is trader's choice. 435 is resistance, then 435.80, give or take. Where did they go to? Right into the resistance zone. 435.65. We know what we're doing here. And we're moving along. There's another one. Pay attention. Sticky note. If they come quickly into 432.75, give or take, it would represent another scalp trade opportunity for a bounce back in the other direction. This line here, the second one from the bottom, 432.75, what'd they do? Came into it, bounced back in the other direction. The high here, 434, what does that represent? About 1213 S&P handles. You got it, and we're moving along. 1051, traders need to book profit along the way, you know that routine. So I took a break and then came back, 1145, the target, which is magnetic, and also was on the board yesterday, 429.70 to 429.20, give or take. It's a zone. This is 11.45. What happened here? Here's 11.50. This is down at 12.15. They came into the zone. They bounced away from the zone. How many points? 4.32 from below 4.30 in the 4.29s. Again, another 20-some-odd S&P handle potential. 
How you doing? We're moving along. They did the thing, yada, yada. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm just going to scroll up into the end of the day. Again, if you're interested and are active in the market during the trading day, then it behooves you to pay attention, see if this is something that can benefit you monetarily during the trading day. That's the point. Stocks on the move. What do we have today? We have a laundry list that hit their entry targets. Let's take a look at some charts. STM, ZM, FL, SE, LCID. Target did not and Amberella did. Let's go to the videotape. ST Microelectronics, 4030 on the board. They didn't do it in the manner in which, but the takeaway is, you got it, the numbers work. About Zoom, this number was on the board bright and early. Did the work last night, 122.20. They don't do the number, they don't do the number. What do they do? Into the closing bell, they do the number. Now that certainly falls in the category of not in the manner in which we prefer, but the numbers work. Tell me that's not remarkable. Foot Locker, low in this candle, 29.95, bounces away, takes this off the board, never gets to the second number, no trade. This is called front running, or it's called having the number wrong. You decide. SE, this one came up short, bounced away, did the thing, bounced away, tremendous bounce, then it came into the second number, but by that time, it's late in the morning, and they did the same routine at the second number. The third number worked, but at that time, who's even watching SE anymore? If there were, and traders took advantage of it, great. The numbers work. They don't do it in the manner in which sometimes, sometimes they do. We're at the mercy of how, but the numbers work. That's two-thirds of the battle. Lucid group, the number worked. 2404 on the board bright and early, need I say more? That was, quote-unquote, an important spot. And Barella, the numbers didn't work. They kind of creeped into every number. However, nevertheless, even though this little zone down here around 100 bucks kind of worked a little bit for a minute, but it really didn't work, so we're going to classify this one in the shitburger camp. It happens sometimes, doesn't happen a lot, but here's one. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything we need to discuss? Anything different than what took place in the SPY? And the answer is, not really. The intraday charts did a similar thing, but they didn't get to their lows. Is that bullish? Will they get there tomorrow? We don't know the answer to that. All we know is the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator, and on a relative basis, they didn't get as low in terms of the breakup candle lows that the spider got to, but on the flip side, they were down more than the spider today. So we've got something cooking. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. We just don't know exactly where it fits yet. That's why we need more time. Time is more important than price. Time will clear up what's going on on the charts one way or the other. I want to bring this up again because it doesn't look the same as the SPY. Just to compare and contrast. The SPY has this big tail. I can make a better case that that's a better low than what shows here in the IWM. In the IWM, you don't have the tremendous spike in volume, and you really have a more definable, more definable bear flag pattern working. We need to be aware of this. This is a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. 
You have a tail, but you don't have the same characteristics of the S&P 500. It's interesting. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Into the moving averages. They have to get above the moving averages to get going in the northern direction. If they start getting below 14,750, there's going to be trouble in paradise for the transportation department. They're going to be running out of gas. For now, eating time off the clock inside or just underneath those moving averages isn't the end of the world. Time is more important than price. Maybe they just need to eat some time off the clock to get on through. Getting below 14,750, give or take, that's going to be trouble. So there's both sides of the coin, umpire, balls and strikes. Weekly chart, bear flag pattern underneath moving averages, tail candle, not the same as the SPY, meaning in terms of the accompaniment of volume, we're watching. This is puzzle piece stuff, everything's on the table. Cues, better tail, not the same volume, but better volume. Tested a 100 period moving average. This one looks more like the S&P 500 than the other stuff. Daily chart, similar to same routine as the S&P. Remember, we're in that all the same market type environment. If you get a big drop, they're all going to drop. If you get a big pop, they're all going to pop. That's just the way it works. Not always to the same magnitude, but always in the same direction. Nothing new really to add for the Q people. How about the XLF? The financials were smoked. Rising interest rates, a down market, and we'll throw in a third prong tonight, which is the whole Russia situation. We have companies across the globe all of a sudden like saying they're not going to do business in this region with Russia anymore. So that's going to involve and it's going to suck in the banking system. I don't think anybody's sure exactly how that's all going to unfold. Banks are under pressure. That's all we need to know. We don't need to know the excuse behind the movement. It's nice to know sometimes. Makes for good coffee talk, but we don't really need to know. Smash Mouth, taken behind the woodshed today, down 3%. Smash Mouth is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Is the SMH or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index trying to tell us something? It's possible. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Where does this thing get into trouble somewhere before the Irene Low? 253. Start getting below 253. No good. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.